This Easter, a good egg or a rotten one? This is Way Over Our Heads. It's a weather and climate podcast. I'm Jim Dubois. Kenny Blumenfeld's a climatologist. Kenny, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I mean, what do you hope for now? If, if you're stuck inside, do you, you need great weather on Easter or do you... Uh... Or do you want a rotten egg? You know, that's a good question, Kenny. I I still think we feel a need to get outside. We took a brief walk around the noon hour today, and that felt good, even though it was a bit brisk out. Eventually, you just kind of go a little bit stir-crazy sitting around home. So I I would have preferred, I guess, a brighter Easter than the one we're going to get delivered, at least the way it sounds right now. Yeah, I mean, and and, you know, this isn't, It's well, we haven't even given away any details yet, but you know, and it's not as if the entire state of Minnesota is going to be in totally sour weather uh, all day or all weekend or anything like that. But uh, there is a storm system coming through the region, there's just enough uncertainty with it that we're not exactly sure uh, if the snow is going to be mostly in Wisconsin and maybe far southeastern Minnesota or if it's going to come. you know, a little farther into into Minnesota, maybe getting up into the Twin Cities area. Uh, but that's Sunday. So people listening now and on Saturday, get out there because Saturday is your day. Sunday, even if we don't get the snow, Sunday's going to be windy. It's going to be uh, probably dreary at, and cloudy and cool. Whereas, you know, as you can see, Saturday's a pretty good day. Now, this is part of a massive weather system, correct, that's impacting a good portion of the United States? Is that correct? Yeah, it is. In fact, there's the, the most substantial weather to come out of this is going to be a severe weather outbreak that, that affects the Deep South Saturday night and then especially on Sunday. It's going to probably start in Texas uh, in the nighttime hours on Saturday and then really get going in that Louisiana, Mississippi Alabama corridor. Uh, This has a lot of the same symptoms and uh, ingredients that you see with some of the really big deep south severe weather outbreaks. Of course, in the springtime, that's a region that is no stranger to large and long track tornadoes. So I I don't want to make it, I don't want to downplay it, but it it could be anything from a typical major tornado outbreak to a uh, you know, kind of an extraordinary one. It looks like uh, probably, you know, a good number of tornadoes in the deep south. So that's the bigger probably weather story. There will be a winter storm in the upper Midwest with, uh, you know, some areas getting over six inches of snow and some strong winds. But, you know, especially without a lot of travel on the roads, I think the bigger story will be the severe weather to our south, way to our south. Now, for the Twin Cities, we're talking about another one of the dreaded wintry mixes, correct? I I would say for the Twin Cities, I mean, yeah, the whole southern part of Minnesota is probably going to get some precipitation. But I think the bigger risk from, you know, basically the Twin Cities south is to have a predominantly accumulating snow event on Sunday. And again, this would be a much bigger story if people were out traveling across the state, as they often would do during a typical Easter, but this just is not going to be anything resembling a typical Easter. So people will mostly be, I believe, I hope, staying put, and that will kind of change the impact profile of the storm a bit. But, you know, it looks like if you're in Rochester, 
know, you got probably better chances of accumulating snow than if you're in the Twin Cities. And if you're in the Twin Cities, you got better chances of accumulating snow than in St. Cloud and so on. But uh, yeah, I mean, there could be wintry mix at the beginning, but the main symptom that this thing is showing is, uh, you know, after maybe a couple hours of rain, there's going to be some heavy accumulating snow, maybe some thunder snow, some strong winds. And again, most likely just south and east of the Twin Cities and possibly confined to Wisconsin. But there is a chance there's one of the models, the European models, pushing about a half a foot of snow up into the Twin Cities area. Um, but most of the other models have more like two to four inches in the Twin Cities. Uh, one model has a lot less. So there's a lot of uncertainty, but they all seem to have northern Wisconsin and southeastern Minnesota getting getting hit the hardest. Now, if we get snowfall, I understand we have colder weather ahead. Is this snow going to stick for a while? It's hard for snow to stick around more than a few days. Obviously, if you get if you get a foot of snow or if you really hit the jackpot and then temperatures stay in the 30s and, and 20s overnight, then yeah, it will stick around for a few to several days. But it's gonna be it's hard in April because any sunshine at all starts eating through the snowpack. But you're right, Jim. This is probably not the weather you're dreaming of. Because if I understand you your ideal weather is outdoor weather where you don't have to <laughs> I mean, what unequivocal outdoor weather where you don't have to put any clauses and asterisks in there, right? You like it in the you like it warm. I do indeed. Now, you know, it's funny in this situation, all the days kind of blur together. I think it was Tuesday. Wasn't it Tuesday when we got up to a high of 70 here in the Twin Cities? I think it was Tuesday. They're blurred together for me, but that sounds right. We did hit 70 in the Twin Cities. We had some 70s in Minnesota. It was a phenomenal day. And what was really interesting was anyone south and east of the Twin Cities had probably seen the forecast in the morning looking very optimistic. And at noon and even one o'clock, they were thinking, okay, checking their watches, where is this sunshine? But then uh, the clouds cleared out and the sun came in and it got nice and toasty before that cold front came through. That's my kind of weather. And we hadn't seen a 70 degree high here since I believe uh, October, correct? I think you're right. Yeah. It's been a long time and it wasn't even that cold of a winter. It's just that we, we spend the, usually a pretty long time uh, <laughs> without anything even close to 70 degrees. What, one thing that was kind of neat, did you see Jim on, um, it was on Thursday and I'm sure a lot of Minnesotans saw this. So the National Weather Service had issued a snow squall warning and it kind of moved from the Duluth area down towards uh down into Superior, Wisconsin, and also parts of East Central Minnesota. But there were these short-lived showers of snow and sleet and grapple. Um, you know, you'd get sunny, the temperature would shoot up to maybe 40 degrees, and then uh, then the temperatures would drop, the winds would pick up, the clouds would move in, and not necessarily in that order. Probably said the order wrong. But then the, the snow and the sleet and the grapple would start falling, and it would come down heavily. There were uh, moments in Duluth where the visibility was barely above zero. And even in the Twin Cities, uh, on the roads, a quarter mile visibility or less, but only for a couple minutes. So this was the kind of situation where snow accumulations were not the big deal, but uh, just instantaneous drop in visibility. Did you see any of that yesterday? Right out the window, several snow squalls throughout the day and the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, kind of neat. It was sort of... uh, 
that you know listeners might be interested that that's basically the same type of mechanism that produces thunderstorms and if you were an astute observer i got a couple phone calls about this um you might have actually seen uh, kind of anvil shaped thunderstorm shaped clouds in between those snow squalls when the sun would come out and you'd be able to see some of the the clouds off in the distance there's instability forming really cold air aloft and then the the slightly warmer air at the surface would just get launched vertically and produce these shallow kind of mini thunderstorm type clouds and then they would just have enough uh vertical extent to produce uh, those kind of short-lived squalls of, of snow and sleet. This is the same sort of thing you see in the summertime uh, when you get these, you know, it's a sunny day, there's no big cold front in the region, you're in a pretty homogeneous air mass, but it's sunny, the cumulus clouds start shooting up, and then you get these isolated showers and thunderstorms that last, you know, five to ten minutes. Uh, this is very similar, just with less moisture and with... <laughs> wintry precipitation instead of rain. And once the snow passes, we can look forward to some unseasonably cold temperatures for the next uh, several days, well into next week, correct? Yeah. In fact, really, um, if you look at the models, and I don't really encourage people to look too closely at weather models beyond eight days, six days sometimes, it's they really start telling kind of wild stories and, and they, they become complete fantasies out at about 10 days. But no matter how you look at it, all of the thing, all of the indications that we're seeing is that we're in for about a, a seven to 14 day and possibly longer, but pretty good cold spell where the temperatures are really going to struggle to even get to five or 10 degrees lower than normal. So uh, we're going to be, you know, possibly 10 to 20 degrees colder than normal for an extended period of time after whatever this is that happens on Sunday. And again, it looks likely that there will be some snow in southeastern Minnesota. And the, the real uncertainty is how far northwest does that snow line go? Some of the low temperatures I was seeing were into the mid to lower 20s. This time of the year, of course, it's the case in our garden. We have uh, rhubarb coming up. We have a couple of daffodil bulbs. We have tulips coming up. This weather, while those are pretty hardy plants, it would seem to me that it might not be a bad idea to cover up some of those plants, particularly on the nights when you get into that hard freeze zone. Yeah, this this is true, Jim. And, you know, one of the things that we have to tell enthusiastic gardeners and kind of remind everyone is that, you know, we're not at all out of our frost season yet. I mean, it's still, you got to get into May before before you really start seeing the probabilities of frost in Minnesota dropping down. And it's only April, you know, we're in the low teens, the tens of April right now. And, um, you know, Another interesting thing is that even though we've talked a lot about how much winters have warmed and what that's really meant, we've seen on the early side of spring, we've seen more days than we used to see with really warm, almost growing type conditions that set up earlier than normal. But one thing that has not changed very much is the the final frost, the final deep freeze of spring. We just have not seen those dates uh, advance earlier on the calendar the way we've seen growing conditions advance earlier on the calendar. So a lot of times you'll get things, you'll have conditions that are suggestive of 
you know, getting your garden started. But if you, if, like you said, if it's not real hardy stuff in there, then it's still pretty vulnerable. And we've, you know, we know of gardeners and, and more importantly, you know, people in orchards that have lost a lot of crop uh, where after a really warm early spring or late winter, but then still kind of a, a normal, well-timed final freeze. Uh, so just something to be careful about. Well, I know we're talking about snow and cold temperatures, but this is severe weather season and the National Weather Service is actually kicking off Severe Weather Awareness Week next week, starting on Monday the 13th. And they have a series of events that will be taking place. Uh, If you go to their website, it mentions a different topic every day of the week, from weather alerts and warnings to severe storms, lightning and hail, tornadoes. And then on Thursday, April 16th, there actually is a uh, tornado watch and a drill, a warning drill taking place. There'll be a watch issued, um, obviously a, a, a simulated watch. And then at 1.45 p.m. and again at 6.45 p.m. on Thursday, April 16th, tornado warnings, again, simulated tornado warnings will be issued. And in many localities, the outdoor warning sirens will be sounding. Uh, so this is kind of strange, Kenny. We're going to be hearing warning sirens when uh, we're having temperatures in the 30s. Yeah, we've done that before, though. True, true. We did yeah. that. We, I think we've done it, oh gosh, probably a couple times uh, in the last, I mean, I'm just thinking, I'm not, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I believe we've even had the tornado drills canceled because there was other hazardous weather in the region right uh, normally severe weather not uh, winter weather but yeah <laughs> well last couple of years it might have been the winter weather oh, the um think about that yeah so last year around the 10th to 12th of april we had a big winter storm and the year before we had the infamous thunder blizzard of 2018 that was between the 13th and 16th of april But yeah, this is a really good week to practice severe weather awareness. I mean, people are already in place. So they got got part of the um, siren activation down. They probably won't hear the sirens if they're inside, but it's a good time to practice, you know, where are you going to go if there's a severe weather, if there's a tornado warning? I think if you talk to folks in emergency management, we know that everybody is totally focused on pandemic right now, but... That doesn't change the fact that there are other hazards out there. In Minnesota, you know, we are just as susceptible to those other hazards as any other part of the Great Plains. So severe weather is going to be a reality. It's part of our climate. It's going to come this year. We don't know exactly what we'll get. But uh, the severe weather awareness week is kind of like bringing your your car in for a tune-up. It's a good time to sort of remind yourself of all the different things, you know, So on the first day, on the 13th, you learn about things that the Weather Service does to keep you informed. And you need to probably learn about how you're going to get that information. On Tuesday, the 14th, it's uh, kind of talking about how how it all works, you know, what severe thunderstorms are and some of the hazards with lightning and hail. And then on the 15th, there'll be floods, which, you know, are underappreciated killer and then we have tornadoes, and then uh, and then we'll get into extreme heat on Friday. So it's it's definitely worth you know. As I know that people have a little more time than normal, and we also know that generally people's awareness of all of this stuff is somewhat lower than we'd like it to be. So it's a good time to kind of bone up on on this stuff and become become smart and become a 
a good savvy user of weather information uh, who's then safer and uh, you know better prepared in the face of uh, an actual severe weather event. Well, we are recording this on Friday afternoon, Friday the 10th. Most folks will hear this at some point on Saturday the 11th. Kenny, what can we quote-unquote look forward to for our upcoming <laughs> weekend and week? Yeah, so I think, again, Saturday's a day to keep your distances outside. Get outside and be lonely, but get outside because it'll be a much nicer day than Sunday. Sunday, you know, 48 hours from when I, when we're recording this, it's still a little bit of a wild card for the Twin Cities, but it definitely looks like a wintry day uh, in the southeastern one quarter or so of Minnesota. And again, possibly uh, backing farther northwestward up to the Twin Cities. I probably wouldn't get much farther northwest than St. Cloud, but anything southeast of St. Cloud certainly could see accumulating snow. And that does include the Twin Cities, but it's especially likely over, say, Albert Lee and Rochester, the Red Wing, or Lake City, and then uh, off into Wisconsin. So that's your weekend. It's going to be a nice day with temperatures in the upper 40s and 50s on Saturday, and then uh, not so nice with temperatures falling from the 40s into the 30s uh, on Sunday. Temperatures dropping after that Sunday night. And really through the rest of the week, temperatures will mostly be in the 30s during the day, maybe the 20s in some, you know, some really cold locations. And then um, temperatures at night will be in the teens, 20s and 30s, depending on where you are. So kind of, a, you know, a really cold pattern setting up after this. That's what we can look forward to, Jim. All right, Kenny. Well, everyone, please stay safe. Uh, celebrate. We have three holidays. All the three major religions are celebrating. We have Easter, of course, on Sunday. It's Passover time. It's also Ramadan coming up. So we've got uh, the major religions of the world all kind of converging at the same time in this most unusual situation to uh, celebrate major holidays. Yes. Converging in total isolation. Sadly, that is the case. Well, Kenny, <laughs> take care of yourself, and we look forward to chatting with you again next week. Thank you. You take care also, Jim. We'll talk to you next week. This is Way Over Our Heads, Weather and Climate Podcast. You just heard from Kenny Blumenfeld, a climatologist. I'm Jim Dubois. Hunker down. Stay safe.